0: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, lovely to be with you all this morning. I think the current situation that we find ourselves in has brought some of the the biggest adjustments to our lives. I, I probably many of us have ever experienced. I had a discussion with Isabel earlier about how many weeks are we into lockdown now? Are we? Are we six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I've, I've lost track. Hopefully, later today we, we find out some some news about what the way forward looks like for us all well, hopefully things will change a little bit for the better and whilst the time that we've endured has brought some positives in in saving lives it's reduced the pressure on the on the health service and, and the people that that are the health service it's brought difficulties hasn't it for all the positives there are some detriments it can produce within us a, a quite a feeling of dis-ease stress extra anxiety heightened emotions without mentioning the sort of cabin fever that, that Jess uh, was talking about for, for a friend yeah, and I, I've been amused by some of the memes that, that have gone around the internet which usually are around some sort of joke about how we struggle to live with each other through these times. So this morning, I want us to think about um, how we can find encouragement in this period, how to cope in this time so that more things go right than wrong. And maybe going to the Lord's crucifixion perhaps seems a strange place to go to find comfort in our time of lockdown and isolation. But I think it is a place we can go to get some comfort. So I'll just pray together. We thank you, Father, for your comfort and your presence during this time, that whilst we may be apart from others, you remain at home with us in our hearts. Help us to feel the reality of your assurance and the hope and encouragement that you give us in your love. Amen. I think most of us will would see the events of the Lord's crucifixion as the account of his suffering, his death, the resurrection, and, and it certainly is all those things. And I don't think we usually think of this time of his crucifixion as the time of his quarantine, the time of his lockdown. And, and, and I'm not saying the two are comparable with our situation today and, and the Relatively minor things in comparison, we're going through, but I think there are some lessons we, we can think about and for a couple of reasons. The first one is this that it is a fitting description of where Jesus was at that time in his life. He, he is fixed to the cross, he can't move, he can't go anywhere, he's painfully set in one place. His enemies are put in there to stop the spread of disease to stop the spread of the gospel. And Jesus is forced to deal with feelings of isolation, of pain, of desperation in that time. And secondly, I think when we think of it in that way, we find for ourselves prescriptions of how we can cope with isolation during our time of quarantine. And so the angle I'd like to think about this morning is very much of Offering encouragement it's, it's interesting but in a way sort of obvious that Jesus doesn't say much when he's on the cross you know he's been through so much before he even ends up on the cross that you know he's not going to be in a talkative mood but the few things he does say, I think are really worthy of our thoughts. When he speaks from the cross, the words are always encouragement, always encouragement. That's true across all the gospels. We read Luke, but John is encouraging for Mary, encouraging for John. And we see some encouragement in our passage today in Luke. And this is a testimony of, of the love of the Lord Jesus that in the midst of his suffering, he's thinking of others and how he can encourage them. But it's more than a testimony, though. It's, it's a template, I think, for how we can help each other at this time and, and so offer encouragement. And I think there's a number of reasons why offering encouragement is important for us. The, the, the first reason is it, it calms us. When we offer others encouragement, it calms us. This may not be your experience, but generally the, the, the feeling I get is that when we're in this lockdown, we get a lot of irritation. We, we feel and experience a lot of irritation. There's an article in a magazine I read uh, recently that, that was entitled How Not to Completely Hate the People You Are Locked Down With. that sort of title gave it all as as to what the article was 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 about and and if you're fortunate enough to be sharing this experience with somebody a family a, a husband wife partner flat share you know we're learning it's not just about coping with your own anxieties but also coping with the person you now have to live with 24 7 and all their needs and all their anxieties every minute of every day in a confined space for what feels like perhaps an undisclosed amount of time it's challenging and the irritations we have to cope with from ourselves and the people we we're with and we see in an interesting way the way this plays out in the gospel of luke two criminals have been put into lockdown with the lord jesus And they become increasingly irritated and irritable to each other. They just can't help themselves from picking and poking and prodding and irritating, winding each other up, trying to irritate the Lord himself. And just look at what happens in the midst of their irritations to the one who recognizes the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord. The Lord says to him. Today. You will be with me in paradise. Now, you know, we, we probably spend a minute just thinking about what that means. You know, that when, the, when the thief says to him, the, the criminal says to him, Lord, remember you, when you come into your kingdom, he's not saying, take me to heaven with you when you go to heaven. This is Jesus responding to him. And that word today is more than just this day. It, it's more, it's like this very moment. It's got a, an emphasis with it, and I wonder if you could you you, you could see it as almost right now. You're going to be with me in paradise. It, it's not about um, going to heaven. This this is the ultimate encouragement for this believer right now. I say to you right now, you're going to be with me in paradise. Jesus was able to calm him in with instant reassurance. And I think, you know, we're maybe surmising a little here. But there's nothing else that comes back from the criminal. Is that the content that actually that he's calm. He feels at one with the Lord. He's received the encouragement he needed for the things that were concerning him. The, The Lord has helped him cope with this part of his lockdown on the cross. And I think that principle applies to us as well. When we see each other showing signs of irritability or provoking one another, feeling provoked, we need to experience this calming one another down through this time of quarantine and lockdown to, to encourage and help one another. So how do we do that? Firstly, I think it's reasonable and okay To feel irritated at the moment and to say to one another, it's okay to feel irritated. This is a really hard thing to go through. It's not the crucifixion, but it's hard. And instead of taking irritations out on each other, we can affirm to each other the love we have for each other right now. I know it's not easy, but you're doing a really good job. You know, some of us are learning new skills during this period. This week, uh, I'm going to be the supply teacher to the supply teacher. and uh, So you, you should remember Joshua and Isabel in your prayers this week because I do my, my turn of, of, of teaching. It's going to be a new skill set. Uh, Isabel and I cooked the other week. It's a good job you're all sat down. I know when you hear things like that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I've even got a new drill and doing some DIY. know, and and the house is still standing. So, you know, we're we're all learning new skills, I'm sure. Uh, And uh, I'm even learning some new uh, cycling skills as well this week. I think it's right to see that, that what we're doing is way beyond the scope of what we normally do, but we can encourage each other in that, to say we are doing a good job. And, and find words of encouragement for, for each other in our, in our homes. So take a breath, take a step back, when we see, when we experience irritation, not to continue to respond, to provoke each other, but calm one another. Because the very process of encouraging others calms yourself. When you go out of your way to encourage somebody else, you will feel calmer yourself. The second reason why I think this is important uh, uh, that we encourage each other is that encouragement connects us. And that's important because not only does this lockdown give us all these feelings of irritation, but it also gives us great feelings of isolation. Now, the introverts amongst us might be really loving this period of isolation. You know, I can get that. But here's the thing. Too much isolation is not good, even for introverts. I was reading something um, over the last few weeks, which was entitled, What Coronavirus Does to Your Body and Brain? And and the, the author wrote that human beings don't just like to be social. They really need to be social. Being social is is wired into who we are, uh, and the memory has this 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 figure and this phrase. But I, I it, this this the mathematician in me knows this isn't right. People who have weaker social links are fifty percent more likely to die. Now, the mathematician in me knows that's, you know, we're all hundred percent likely to die. So. <laughs> But I think the gist of the article was that actually people with stronger social links, it has a real and meaningful, beneficial uh, outcome on one's health. Uh, Depriving yourself of social connection doesn't feel good because your body is telling you you need to connect with others. You need to connect with one another. And we can see that dynamic at play in the gospel today when we read Luke. That criminal next to Jesus connects with him in a meaningful, heartfelt conversation. His experience, in his experience of lockdown, there's something inside him that recognizes that relationship is essential to life. This relationship is absolutely essential to his life. And in Jesus, he's recognized that this is the true relationship for real life. And so Jesus can encourage him that right now, we've built this connection. We're building this relationship. Right now, you've taken me into your heart. You're, you're here with me in, in, in paradise. Right now, I'm making my home in your heart with my father. Right now, you and I are connected in a real and meaningful relationship. Right now. You can feel the true meaning of peace and forgiveness, of confidence in my love. Right now, you can be with me in paradise. Right there and then, the Lord gave him the encouragement he needs to not feel isolated. To truly connect with the Lord. And we could do the same for each other. We can take each other out of isolation in lots of ways. We can say to each other, right now... I'm going to be with you and you're going to be with me connecting with each other. Even if that's only by phone, right? A safe social distancing, some video connection. There's a little saying that, that I read. William Arthur, Road, uh, Arthur Ward wrote this. Flatter me, um, I may not believe you. Criticize me, I may not like you ignore me, I may not forgive you, but if you encourage me, I will not forget you. And I think this is what we're aiming for in our lockdown, that nobody feels forgotten. And encouragement is an important part of our toolkit in life because it calms us and it connects us with others as we encourage them. The third thing that we see is that it protects us. And that's important because in lockdown, we don't get these feelings of isolation and irritation, but we also feel quite hopeless at times, I think. When will things get back to normal? You know, what is gonna change tonight, tomorrow? Is this ever gonna end? When can I meet with my friends again? When can I get back to work? When can we get the kids back to school? And often when we feel hopeless, a real creeping sense of despair can come on us. And when we feel despair, we tend to steer ourselves towards things that bring a very temporary sense of relief. And that sort of temporary sense of relief can at times put us at risk for long-term destructive events. We can maybe get into bad habits or other things. And and, and there's been a study from a global health organization that said stress during um, infection disease outbreaks can cause fear, worry, increased anxiety, increased depression, difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentrating, our mental health can really suffer. And people can have increased use of alcohol, tobacco, other drugs. And in acknowledging the dangers that feelings of despair can produce within us, we have to try and find a way of coping with the stress. Because coping makes us stronger and it protects not only ourselves, the ones that we love, that are in our close family, in our church family. And we need that directive and that protection. So when we come out of this period, we emerge stronger, not weaker. We, we emerge having maybe sorted out some of, the, some of the baggage that we carried with us into this period that we've, we've sorted out. We don't leave with more, bigger baggage. So how can we be protected? I think one way is encouraging one another and maybe all some of us need at times is a word, is a connection, is a calming and I think we also need to be aware that for some of us it might be more than that, that we shouldn't be afraid if we are really really struggling, if despair isn't lifting, that we do speak to those professionals who can help us, that we don't sit in isolation in despair on our own that there are things that can be done to help us through this time. But in particular we can encourage one another to trust in, in God. On the cross the criminal looks at the Lord and says remember me when you come into your kingdom and And those words are important. It affirms that Jesus is the king and he's placing his trust in him. And the Lord's response not only confirms he is, but also to encourage him to continue to trust. It's powerful. It's that encouragement which gives this man hope in the most hopeless and despairing of situations in the lockdown of his cross. And the same, I think, can be true for us. When we place our trust in the Lord, we protect ourselves from the worst of those feelings of hopelessness. We can help, encourage, calm, protect one another from those feelings of hopelessness and despair. Come with me to Romans and uh, chapter 15. Romans chapter 15 and uh, verse four. For everything was written in the past, for everything that was written in the past was written to teachers so that through endurance, sometimes we've got to endure things, the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in those times when we feel hopeless, when we feel despair, we can help one another. We can pray for another. We can help calm and encourage and connect with one another. To help us feel and understand and recognise that, that God promises that we, we can trust in him. He will make that hope overflow within us. So we can see that in offering encouragement calms us, connects, protects us in this lockdown period. But encouragement also directs us. And it, Christians by nature are not supposed to be hopeless people. We, we have a hope. I know there are times when we lose that and our way gets lost and, and, and things can come along to, to take that away. But we are hopeful people. That's one of our defining characteristics. And when we encourage one another to trust in God, it directs us to God. It directs us to that God of hope who can bring amazing things and has brought amazing things out of hopeless situations. So let's encourage one another. We will come out of this stronger than we did before. Calmed, connected, protected and directed with a renewed sense of God's purpose with us and witness to his work in our lives. And we have a moment now to connect directly with our Lord, to share that moment, to be with him right now. To feel the encouragement, the protection of his promises to redirect our lives with a renewed sense of God's purpose within us. Thank you.